0: Welcome to another episode of This Is Our Year Minnesota Vikings Podcast. I'm Mike Kulpikov. As always, we got Kerry Armagast and Austin Southers with me. We're going to be talking about the Vikings going to visit the Lions.
1: It's
0: going to be an exciting game, I think so. Yeah, uh, it's to be. you really can't sleep on the Lions. I mean, they're they're really going to be hungry to get a win. It was really close last time, so I, I don't know. This is not a gimme. Uh, this is literally like. We
1: are on the verge of the apocalypse if certain things happen in this game.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah, this is a game where we really can't lose it. We have to play strong the whole way through. Uh, And I just feel like we cannot underestimate the Detroit Lions. I know they haven't won a game this season, but I do not want to be that team. That is the team that gives them their first win.
0: Right, they've been in many close games this season, uh, including one against us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, they they are a lot better than their record says. It seems like it's weird, especially because of just like how many upsets we've had uh, this year around the league that we haven't we haven't seen them with get a win yet. Like they're not much worse than a lot of these other lower tier teams, but they still have yet to get a win.
1: I think last week was the the week that they you know, against the Bears, that they genuinely looked, like, really bad. Like, that that was the first game where I went, okay, you know, this is kind of believable at this point because they just looked just terrible on all fronts, you know. No.
2: To, be, the to be fair,
1: the Bears did not look good either. So. No. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, these are two teams that we are better than. We have double the talent that both these teams have right now. So there's just absolutely zero excuse.
2: No, I agree. And I mean, especially, you have to wonder what the morale in Detroit is like. I mean, having no wins coming this late into the season, it's, it's kind of hard to find what you're competing for and to find the identity of the team when you just can't get anything going in your direction.
0: Yeah, well, they did have a long week after this last game. The last time that they played was Thursday, on Thanksgiving, so it's been a while, but uh, we've got some injury news to report here. Uh, The Lions had a pretty long injury report. They had some DNPs that included Trey Flowers, Bobby Price, Jalen Reeves-Maben, and DeAndre Swift. Who DeAndre Swift is out, I believe, correct? Well, I I don't know that he's officially out on their site, but from what I've heard, he is out. It's looking more and more like he's definitely not going to play.
1: Yeah, I thought I... Heard from, I thought I read that rap sheet tweeted today that he was in fact
0: out, but I could be wrong. No, you're probably right about that.
2: You take, I also heard
0: that he was out, but I did not see that on the official injury report.
2: I mean, you take DeAndre Swift away and their offense is just left with TJ Hawkinson, basically.
0: Well, Mm -hmm. I think Jamal Williams
1: is a capable back.
2: No, he is capable, but most of his like points that he scored this season have come in garbage time.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's true. Hmm. But anyway, uh, some limited participants for the Lions included Kaderil Hodge, uh, what is it, Michael Brockers, Matt Nelson, and Penny Sewell. So, yeah, I don't know. I think we can be hoping for, you know, maybe Penny Sewell isn't in there. We can get to Jared Goff a little bit more. Not that it's super hard to get to him anyway, but... Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah, that's the best that we can hope for. The Vikings also had... Uh, quite a few injuries uh, there Thursday DNPs included Dalvin cook, Anthony Barr, Christian Darrisaw, who you were right. He is dealing with an ankle injury, Cameron Bynum and Eric Kendricks, who was added today. Dang. He was a uh, downgraded from limited to did not practice. So that's well, not a good thing to see both of our top linebackers not practicing on Thursday, but I mean, they still have time to get into the right direction so, I don't and know. Just the fact that adjust. both of yeah. our
1: both of our D tackles have been activated off the list, which is incredible news. You know, yes,
0: that is true. Limited participants included Ryan Connolly, Mackenzie Alexander, Sheldon Richardson, Bashad Breland, and, like you said, Dalvin Tomlinson, who has returned from the COVID IR, practiced in a limited fashion today, and Michael Pierce has been designated to return from the injured reserve. So. Hopefully we have both of those big guys in the middle back.
2: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, we saw how how costly it can be uh, when we don't have our D-line. I mean, we let up so many rushing yards last week. And just – we need to put those big bodies back on the line. Agreed.
0: Uh, like you said, we saw how costly it can be in the last few weeks when we don't have them. I mean – Our full D line is not at full strength and it won't be for the rest of the season, but it'll, it'll at least be an upgrade to get those guys back in our lineup. Hopefully we don't let up 200 rushing yards to a backup running back. Agreed.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is, this is that scenario where I, this is pretty much my one thing that I will bring to this episode is that if worst comes to worst, this is just going to go down
0: as an all time, worst Vikings loss of all time
2: if we lose yes yes mm-hmm.
0: I mean and like I said I think from the last episode I've tried to kind of remain positive not let our loss of the 49ers bring us down too much just because I know what's up ahead but we cannot blow it that's just it you know if we blow it then it's it's the season, over
2: yeah if we lose this week I mean it doesn't knock us out of the chase but if we can't beat the Lions there's no way we're making the playoffs
0: mm-hmm We don't deserve to be in the playoffs if we can't beat the Lions.
2: No, and we beat them once this year. Um, So I think we can – I hopefully we can – I do believe we can carry it over, but hopefully the team plays aggressive enough and just doesn't let this slip on them.
0: Yeah, I mean, another thing, it's at home for them, for the Lions, and it's later in the season, so I don't know what the fans' morale really looks like. Yeah, who knows if there's even going to be anyone there at the stadium. Like, yeah, I know not that there's really been much of a home field advantage for anybody this year.
2: I remember when we were looking at tickets and we even to go to Vikings games this year, and I know we looked at uh the Detroit Lions game at in Detroit, and tickets were more expensive to sit behind the visitors bench than the home bench. And I just thought that was kind of hilarious.
0: Right. Yeah. I, that is that's classic Lions. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. So, I don't know. As far as this one goes, it's pretty basic. It's the Lions. Keys to victory. We got to get to Goff, for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, this team can only do so much when stopping the run. So, hopefully it'll help that maybe DeAndre Swift isn't going to be playing. If we only have to worry about, really, Jamal Williams and maybe a few other people taking a few reps in between, that'll make it a little bit better. Get to Goff. Knock him on the ground. Don't let up these big these big plays like we've been doing like we let up these big 75 yard passes you can't let that happen because that's the kind of team that the lions are they they run 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 and then they go for a big play yep yep so and the vikings have not been particularly good at stopping those big plays but you know what maybe this is a hot take i think maybe this could be the game that we do not let up a score going into the half
2: whoa whoa in the last Is that minutes, your hot take.
0: Mean? I think that's a great hot take if that's
2: it. Yeah, Is we're not going to let up
0: a sto- we're not going to let up a score going into I mean yes, going in the last 2 minutes of the first half.
2: So you aren't saying that by halftime the Detroit Lions will be sitting at 0?
0: Well, I'm not saying that. They may let up a score before that, but it won't be in the last 2 minutes. I feel like this could be one where maybe we get it together just a little bit as far as, you know, enough to stop the lions and that's a pretty low bar yeah
1: it is indeed a low bar
0: but it's still it's still bold enough to be a hot take i think yeah no No, no,
2: it is uh but no i agree i think one of the main keys to victory in this game is time of possession just do not allow the lions to have any time with the ball if we can just keep the ball especially with how bad the lions have been this year If I say if we can just get 10 more minutes with the ball than they do, we should win this game easily. Yeah, it shouldn't be a problem at all whatsoever. No, and I think that's the main focus. And I think that should be a big focus for the Vikings for the rest of the season is you need to stop allowing teams to have these long, methodical drives that are seven-plus minutes. um, And then we have to turn into a quick-score team. I know the Vikings can be a quick-score team. And have a drive done in less than a minute and get the score off of it. But we just cannot rely on it that.
1: Should be, it, it should be used strategically, not in in a dire need.
0: All right. the it time. seems like it seems like they're becoming a quick score team because they're always playing from behind and they're always playing out of desperation. Like That's at least true. in the second half. So exactly. I agree. I think we need to we need to focus on just keeping the ball for longer and longer. We need to have more methodical drives and not just always because it seems like they that's what they say they say that's what they want their identity to be but you can't necessarily be both you can't have both of those things be your identity like Mm -hmm. you said carrie you need to do it strategically so i'm all for them being a quick strike team but you can't just you can't let the other team have the ball you got to establish a lead
2: yeah
1: a dominance it's it's a we can you know tear you apart slowly, but surely we don't need to, we don't need to, you know, Oh, throw two passes. All of a sudden we're in third and long and no time has been taken off the clock. You know, that's not how you win
0: games. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, I think we may have a good shot at doing that, especially if uh, if Trey flowers doesn't end up playing and he's been one of their biggest defensive playmakers.
2: So. I mean, also speaking of just players, not playing for the lions. Back to the offensive side, them not having DeAndre Swift is huge. That is taking away their best player on both sides of the ball and leaving them with absolutely nothing. And like you said, with Flowers being gone too, they're basically losing their two best players on either side of the ball for this game. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're they're pretty much at half power almost.
0: No, they're going to have to rely a lot on their passing game, which – Vikings past defense has not been awesome either. And especially since we don't have Patrick Peterson, it's not something that I'm just willing to scoff at them and be like, Oh, well we got this one. I don't know. They're going to have to bring it.
2: Don't Shabula, up on
0: should he play? I hope he plays and Cameron Dansler and the rest of the secondary. They're really going to have to turn it on this time. Yeah, I agree. Shut down guys like Quintus Cephas and the linebackers really need to shut down, uh, what's his name the tight end
2: Hawkinson, oh, Hawkinson.
0: yes yes thank you uh, they're probably going to end up leaning on Hawkinson a lot as well he's been he's been reliable for them for a long time now so okay. yeah there's and a lot. They are, they're itching to get a win still so mm-hmm. is definitely not a gimme it is not no um, offensively well I know we actually did get a question from Doob on Twitter Give me a second. I'm just going to pull it up here. He says, Ooh. yes, if Dalvin Cook is out, would you like to see the Vikings switch to a pass-heavy offense or let Madison take over Dalvin's workload? And then he said, I almost forgot about Wong Wu. So, um. and, and I think we've talked a little bit about this. For me personally, I think, I think with Dalvin Cook out, it lends perfectly to switching to more, a little bit more of a pass-heavy offense. And we've been doing that even when Dalvin Cook has been in. And I think it's been, for the most part, it's been working. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
1: especially when we can get kind of uh, different guys, you know, in the backfield. I know in that uh, – it wasn't the Niners game. It was the game before. We saw a lot of uh, – even Justin Jefferson lining up in the shotgun with Cousins. If we can kind of get experimental and do do those sorts of crazy, unpredictable things a little bit more. The flea flicker, you know, that sort of style of unpredictable
0: college offense. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I agree with you, Kerry. I think if the point is to get the ball in our playmakers' hands, in our best players' hands – for a while, it was Dalvin Cook, and it was easy to just, you know, run it on every down. Or I guess it was easy for the Vikings coaching to just say, let's run it on every down and see what happens. Now that Jefferson, I think, has really come into that role of being our best offensive player, I don't see any reason why we shouldn't be doing some of that stuff.
2: Experiment. Get weird. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a super pass every game. I do not think we're going to go uh... – strong on the pass in this game the last two games that we faced the lions both games alexander madison has been the starting running back both games he's had 25 plus touches um and in both games we won and he did it in a very good fashion so i'm assuming uh if it ain't broke don't fix it i'm gonna guess the vikings are gonna stick with the game plan that they've had probably for the last two games against the two mat- last matchups we've had against the lions and I think Alexander Madison is going to be kind of trusted in being one of the main focal points. And I do think he will have the highest uh, share of touches out of any offensive player on the on the team this game. Um, but, yeah, so, I don't know. I think first half we might see a little more aggressive passing. But if we gain a lead going into the second half, I think it's going to be a run-heavy end of the game.
0: So, Austin, do you think that – do you think that Alexander Madison is going to have another 25 plus touch game?
2: I do. Um, He, I, well, last game he had against them this at the beginning of the season, he had 22, I mean, 25 rushing attempts and seven uh, receptions and he caught each one of those receptions. So he, he's pretty much been the main focal point in the last two wins against the lions. Uh, He's been one of the biggest reasons that we have been able to beat them. And honestly, I think this injury, how bad it is. I mean, you never want a player to get injured, but I think it's coming at just the right moment where we have a backup going up against a matchup that he has just been dominant against in his entire career.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's true. I can agree with that. Not only does he have a backup who's been dominant, I think now that we've seen, you know, the emergence a little bit of Kenny Wongwu, even Alexander Madison, has a backup. So if Alexander Madison, you know, needs to take a breath a little bit, maybe Kenny's learned a little bit more of the playbook. Maybe he can take a few snaps do a, run a few plays. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe he can make something big happen. That's what I'm hoping for.
1: Yes. So do we know, do we have an injury status on Dalvin? Is he, what's his like status? Is it questionable? Doubtful?
2: It's questionable. I mean, uh, I think they're, they're holding on to a chance that he could play. I don't think it's wise to, I think, just sit him out for this game.
1: I mean, yeah, he's, he's become kind of, it's tough to say it, but he's become a liability at this point with his injury issues. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm glad that we don't have to depend on him and that we have other guys that can step into his role, but it's, it's become rather annoying at this point.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. We've been, we've been kind of flirting with that statement that you just said, Kerry, about how he's become a liability. We've been kind of tiptoeing around that for, all year and honestly the last few years and some people have been more bold about it but I'm not willing to say that he's a bust at all not by any means no 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 no. no. but you're you're right I think especially this season he has you know it's become a problem
2: no I agree and we've said it earlier at the beginning of the season availability is the best ability and it's just dalvin it's you're gonna we're starting to see this long list of injuries start to pile up and after a while you're gonna have to start asking the question um and I don't think we're gonna ask that question probably this season but you're gonna have to start asking the question do we want to put all our eggs in the basket of a running back who has shown he's more likely to get injured than play a full season
0: yeah I mean at this point we've already given him big money i mean Sounds like he's Saquon almost. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, only difference is Saquon was a number two pick.
1: Exactly. We did, We haven't invested our entire franchise into Davin per se, but it's, you know, he's a guy we have money in and he needs to be able to be there when we need him.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But um, back to that Wong thing you said, I actually, I think he'll get some touches, but I think it's more likely this week we might see – CJ ham stepping into maybe an RB two fullback spot and him getting a little more of a workload. I think he's a guy who knows the playbook very well. He's very athletic and he, he is one of our best offensive players, even though it doesn't show up in the stat pool, but he is.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I think he's, he's, uh, they trust him. The, the coaches trust him. I think there's, there's a mutual trust and a mutual respect. I think, uh, As much as I maybe don't think that it's maybe the... Not that it isn't the wisest choice. I think it is maybe a wise choice, but it's a less exciting choice, I think, than putting in this new guy who's got all kinds of speed. I think that's probably what they're going to do. I think you're right about that.
2: Yeah, and like we said last episode, I think Wang Wu, his best thing he can give to the team right now is playing special teams, kick return. mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, but there's a point where if we're going to have a good guy like that, we need to use him, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I, it'd be like, if we just kept Jefferson and Jefferson in the slot, his whole career, you know, he's a guy, once we found out he had the talent we shifted him to outside. And I think that is my hot take is that if Dalvin cook does not play long, who's going to get 10 plus touches on offense.
2: Ooh. I don't know about that. I don't think he knows the playbook well enough to get a workload like that. Um, I do well, think anybody the,
1: connects it to Q to screen pass. That's all I'm saying. I
2: mean, it's not as simple as that. Let's be honest. If it was as simple as that, we wouldn't have as many plays get blown up or interceptions get thrown because receivers or running backs aren't in the right spot. Um, it's not easy learning a playbook on the on the run. I mean, I know he's been on the team for a while, but
1: well, I never said he was going to do well. Game. I just said that you know I think he. We're going to see him on the offense. I think we're going to start to see it. Ten plus touches.
0: From scrimmage, whether that is like carries or receptions or targets,
1: even like yeah. I'm, gonna, I, we're gonna go his way. That's all I'm saying.
0: I think
2: he'll get. Madison, four. but
1: I think he's gonna get a decent share.
2: I think he'll get four. I, I just have. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sh- standing by. I think Alexander Madison might even get 30 plus touches in this game. I think. Well, he, okay. I mean, he did last. Yeah. He got 32. He had 25 yeah. attempts and seven receptions, and he caught every single reception. I do not think it's unheard of in the game before that and the year before that I think I was wrong he was at 24 touches in that matchup which is still a pretty heavy workload for a running back. Um but yeah no I I don't know I think first half it's going to be Madison running the ball and and a couple passes and I think we're going to just try to build a two score lead to go into the second half and then it's just going to be gut the clock. I think, yeah, I think we're going to play safe ball. I do not think we're taking a lot of risks this game. I think I don't think this is a game where you're going to see a lot of exotic packages. Um, it's just going to be kind of stick to the books and just get the win.
0: Which to me, I think that's almost a little bit more risky, you know, not, not taking risks because it's kind of – it's that same thing. It's just under-preparing, thinking that we've got this one in the bag. We just have to show up and win. And it's really not that easy. So I I, I hope that there's a few surprises, but yeah, I mean, they're they're probably going to keep it safe, but I do hope that there's a few surprises in there. I hope that they don't just, you know, run it on every down. I hope they don't go back to that, but you know, the last time we played the Lions, it was just ultra, ultra conservative. And and the last thing we need to be is predictable. We cannot be
1: predictable in this game.
0: Exactly. Like conservative is one thing, but predictable is another. So we got to we got to do our best to separate that hmm. well in uh in other news from uh this last week i'm sure you guys saw this but justin jefferson is your nfc offensive player of the month with, well deserved yeah you know when catches, an entire team literally yards. cannot
1: function without him you know we yep. cannot win without him doing well he deserves it
0: mm-hmm. No, 24 catches, 464 yards, and three touchdowns in the month of November. This is his first selection as player of the month of his career, and I'm sure it won't be the last.
2: Yeah, no, and I think he's he's very good. He's very good, and I think he's a player we're going to use in this game a lot. Um, so, yeah, it's a very deserving honor for him, I think. Besides, to the exception, just last game that we had, every game I've seen this month was awesome. It just was the last one where he kind of got stuffed a little
0: right and that's bound to happen when yeah. when you when you put up such great numbers you know people are gonna start they're gonna start accounting for you a little bit more mm-hmm.
2: and I think that's probably what's gonna happen in this game too i I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of two uh two defenders on him or two guys always on him so and I think that might be a trend for the rest of the season just because of how dominant he has been I think he's just He's now getting into that area of an elite receiver group where it's you can't just have one guy on him. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I just saw actually he's a uh, he's number three in receiving yards at this point in the season, so he is uh he's climbing up. He just passed Debo Samuel, he's climbing up on Devontae Adams. Cooper Cuff's still got a pretty solid lead, but. Well, no, Deberson's Debo- rising. I love to see it. Give him a few more games like that, like how he's had in these last few weeks.
2: Uh, I got to start to wonder if Debo Samuel, how long until they're gonna take that W R away from his name and put an RB. Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: yeah especially after that last
1: game. He's taking on almost a Cordero Patterson sort of role. Yeah, yeah, I
2: think he only had one
0: reception.
2: Mm-hmm. Which I like I said last episode, I think that's gonna be a trend we're gonna to start to see. In the NFL, we're going to start to see guys who traditionally played probably wide receiver um, start taking on more of a in-the-backfield on offense kind of role and starting off there and having these run plays because they're just so explosive. There's, like, one thing with Debo, he's so fast getting around the line and getting to the outside and running. It's just some running backs just do not have the speed as some wide receivers.
0: I mean, not only that, he's strong, too. He's strong. Like, if you look at him, like, He's just doesn't a look big, it. big man. Yep. It's like But doesn't look like he could burn in the way that he does. No, no. He looks like he looks like he'd be kind of slowed down by all the muscle, but no, he can he can really turn it on.
2: Yeah, he can. It's and it's basically every in the last couple of weeks what I've seen is once he gets past that like outside on the right side of the field uh, cornerback, he's pretty much just off for the races. Yeah. And yeah, just he's He's definitely a special player you're going to have to watch. Uh, I think they put up a stat. He's in some ter- He's in a, an elite group of territory right now in this season, having, like, I don't even know how many rushing touchdowns. I think he has four and, like, seven receiving. And that's, like, one of the first times this happened in, like, 30 years.
0: Well, he had, he had two against us, right?
2: Yeah, I believe he had two. Was it rushing touchdowns?
0: Yeah, I don't think he had a receiving touchdown. I think he had two rushing touchdowns against us.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, scary players. Yeah, there's a few
0: players that like, you know, we'll we'll mention there's a few players, coaches, teams that we'll, we like to mention on this show. One of them that we've mentioned multiple times already is Cordero Patterson. If you don't know who he is, he's a former Viking. He's a journeyman. He's been all around the league drafted by the Vikings. But uh, again, I saw another thing about Cordero Patterson. Did you see that he is now the Falcons
2: third string safety as well? Yeah,
0: he wants to catch an inter- interception before the end of the season.
2: <laughs> I mean, why not? You've seen it before, especially on like Hail, Hail Mary plays. I've seen like with Tampa, they'll put Mike Evans in at a cornerback spot just because a better set of hands to go for the ball. Because
0: mm-hmm. they know they're throwing it. They know they're going deep. So, Yeah, I yeah, like so it. I like it's the not thing. a bad idea.
2: I mean, he just shows how good of an athlete he is.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's cool to see guys that like can do everything.
2: No, I agree with you. I agree.
0: Yeah. So, uh, do you guys have a score prediction for this game? Oh, geez.
2: I I do. I think it's going to be still kind of relatively close. I do not see the Vikings going – I don't see us finishing with more than – I don't think we'll have a two-possession lead. So, I think the final score will be Vikings 23, Uh, Detroit 16. I think we'll win by a touchdown.
0: I'm going to go uh, 23-10. I'm going to go – I think I'm going to
2: go 24-20. Yeah, I, th- I want it to be more, but I think it's going to be a tighter scoring game than I'm going to be comfortable with.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, just based on this season, I, I, I'm not going to predict any more scores that are more than a one-score game. I can't. I can't with, with these Vikings this year.
2: So. No, and it's hard. I can't even do it on uh, the worst team in the league. Right, As, as much nope. as I
0: think like it could be, and it really should be a blowout, I don't think it will be.
2: No, nope,
1: especially with being in Detroit, too. Yeah, that's another one, though.
0: I, I, I do think it'll be a little bit higher scoring than the last one, just because that last one was – it wasn't great. N- neither team really wanted it to be that close. So, I yeah. mean – I think it's going to be a little bit higher scoring but
2: mm-hmm. and we honestly can only wait and see. I know it's an away game but I think there's going to be a lot of Vikings fans at this game.
1: Yeah, I hope so. You know, it'd be great if we can kind of drown out
2: these these lines a little bit. And I mean, that's something honestly the Vikings have been able to do this season. There's been several games where Surprisingly, there's a bunch of Vikings fans at these uh, away arenas, and it it does help. It really does help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um,
0: So other games to watch around the league this week. I believe the Packers are on a bye week. Yes, they are. Nothing nothing to watch for on that front. Uh, The Bears have the Cardinals, which – not that the Bears are really – really looking for a playoff spot right now. They're still technically in the hunt, I believe, but they're going up against the number one seed. So it's looking a little bit bleak for them here on out. Another game to watch uh, for the Vikings as far as seeding goes, the Eagles take on the Jets. So if the Vikings win and the Eagles win, the Eagles will stay right on our tails. So that is a game to watch for sure. Um, The Cowboys have the Saints tonight, actually at 7.20 uh saints are another team that we got to look out for and i you know i hate them so let's go cowboys (laughs) i guess i hate to say that too but let's go cowboys tonight um another game to watch uh washington takes on the raiders and they sit in the seven seed right now and that is one that they could very well lose that's one that could go either way so i'm not really sure what's going to happen on that one but we need washington to lose
2: yep and then another, another game, uh, I don't know if you're going to mention, uh, San Francisco 49ers are taking on Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. So that is another game that we got to root for Seattle. Go, you have huge
0: implications. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Um. Also, after this one, we're getting a little bit ahead, but got to remember the Vikings have a short week coming up after this one. They have Thursday night football against the Steelers.
2: I mean, but though, to be honest, if you were to ask me what two teams would you want to have to face in kind of like a short week schedule, Detroit Lions is one decent of them. Teams. Yep. Detroit Lions and an old, uh, not really strong Steelers team. I mean, their defense is probably the more what I'm more concerned about. But offensively, I even think our defense can manage and be able to at least hold them down to not scoring too much.
0: I hope so. I mean, when you look at Big Ben, I think. That's probably accurate, but you look at a guy like Najee Harris and what he's been doing in this league so far in his uh-huh. short time here, that scares me a little bit. So he, he's also he's also a playmaker, but, you know, we'll have to wait and see, and that's still – what is it, Thursday today? That's a week out from today, so.
2: Crazy, though. Two games, one week still. Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's exciting. I'm going to be getting a lot of Vikings football. I love it. Yes, yes. Well, do you guys have any other final thoughts before we wrap this episode up? Yes, I right. mentioned
1: this in the la- Oh, sorry. I mentioned this in the last episode, but heads are going to roll if things go wrong.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, my hot take that I brought up last year, I do believe Alexander Madison, this is a game you could start competing for maybe an RB1 spot. You could start getting your name thrown in and maybe it might not happen this year, but going into next season, maybe we might see a... Uh, a matchup in preseason to see who's getting the spot.
0: Oh, God. I, I, I think that's very bold. But I guess that's what hot takes are for, right?
2: Well, yep. my, my whole thing is Alexander Madison, play, when he starts, plays well. The offense, we've even said this year, when Alexander Madison is the starting running back, we look a little more smooth. Um, And maybe that's because with Cook, the whole story with him is he's such a rock star, such a dominant offensive player. In this season, it just hasn't really, I feel like, translated to that. Like, yes, he's played good running game, but he hasn't been, in my opinion, a top three running back on the season.
0: No. Which, and, like, like, undeniably, he was last year.
2: No, yeah. And, I mean, like we said again, these injuries are starting to pile up. I, it, I would love for Cook to prove me wrong, be dominant, come back, and be like, nope, I am a top three running back. I would love it more than most anything, but – looking at a reality kind of standpoint we got to start wondering how much how much investment are we going to put into a uh, a running back with a long rap sheet of injuries
0: yeah yeah
2: that is the question mm-hmm. well so this think,
0: and more this
1: sunday only on fox
2: yeah no <laughs> yeah. i really think alexander madison this is a and maybe not even to becoming the starting uh, running back in Minnesota, but this is a game that he could prove I am in RB1 in this league.
0: See, that one I think that one makes bit, the most sense. Yeah, I, I can, can see that it. a little bit more. I don't see him taking the job from Dalvin Cook unless, again, like you said, something crazy happens and Dalvin is just very much not back and they see that later on.
2: Correct. But oh, yeah, and I like I said, I'm not saying this is gonna be like the news for this season, but I think it's going to be a question we need to ask. Do we want to stick? Cause we won't be able to keep both of them. It won't happen. And never really works out for a team keeping when you have two really good running backs, keeping them for a long period of time. And um, there is, I don't know it, about that. It, it's hard. Usually, especially, well, if you have a really good running back and they're sitting in the RB two for a team and they're not, the team's not willing to move them up. They're going to, why they're going to, but see if you like your role on the team, yeah, we but guys I mean, come taking on. pay
1: cuts all the time to stay on their yeah. favorite
0: team. It, it, it depends it, on the yeah, guy. It really it, depends on the guy.
2: We got two young running backs, and I don't think they're in that boat where they're going to want to take a pay cut. I think, honestly, Alexander Madison could be a starting running back for many teams in this league. And I think he – I don't see him wanting to stick around to be an RB2. You grow up and you do everything you can to get into this league to prove that you can be a dominant player. He's going to want to prove that eventually. And to prove that – he's going to need to be an RB one on a team. Mm -hmm.
0: I guess we'll see how it goes for, uh, for this game and the rest of the year. If this is one of those pivot points for him, uh, I guess I'm for it, you know? Yeah. I mean, even if that means uh, we say goodbye to him, it's the circle of life in, in this league for sure.
2: But let's say, let's hypothetically, let's say he, let's say Cook, doesn't come back until playoffs. And I know that's a real doubt. Something would have to probably turn devastating for this injury. But if he doesn't play for the rest of the playoffs, what? how many yards or how many touchdowns would Alexander Madison have to get for you guys to start to think of him maybe as becoming the RB1? I,
1: I just don't think it's going to happen, dude. We, we signed Cook to a deal, a very lucrative deal. Mm-hmm. I
2: don't
1: Happens to teams
2: it, all the time, and then they end me, up dropping it.
0: To me, it's not like the effort or, you know, I just don't know that he has he has the vision necessarily on the field to compete with a guy like Cook for now. And, you know, maybe he can develop some of that stuff. But for now, I don't think it's even
2: close. I don't know, man. The two games he got to start this year, they were mighty fine. So I'm just saying, keep an eye on Alexander. I think he's going to be the main focal point this week.
0: All right, if you say so. <laughs> All right, well that'll do it for us this week. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at T I O Y Vikings and find us on Facebook. The page is called. This is our year Minnesota Vikings podcast, just like the podcast that you're listening to right now. Um, yeah. So we will talk to you after the lions game, hopefully after a win, we'll see how it goes. We will. We'll talk to you guys later then. Sounds so- good. Mike. Um, See you guys. See you, Austin. Cool.